This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. On today's episode of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, we are previewing the A. AFC East. Earlier this week, we talked about the AFC North, and that's a great division, but so is the East. The Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots. Who's going to win it all? Brian Costello with the New York Post. He's a Jets beat reporter. He's going to join me to talk about it. We'll focus on the Jets with him, but we'll talk about the other teams in the division with him as well. Then I'll give you my thoughts, and that's all coming up on today's Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. We move our previews to the AFC East, of course, and uh, the biggest wild card in that division. We talked a lot in the AFC North about the Browns being a big wild card in the East. It's certainly the Jets. What will they get from Aaron Rodgers? Will Brees Hall be healthy? A lot to get to on this team. Brian Costello's been covering the Jets for a long time. And, of course, with the New York Post, and he's with me now. Brian, how are you? I'm good, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. And uh, the Jets are fascinating. First of all, we got you know, the comparisons to what they did 15 years ago with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Now with Aaron Rodgers. Then with Brett Favre. It's really similar, right? Brett Favre was uh, aged, going into his age 39 season, uh, or he turned 39 during that season. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will turn 40 now. We know all the comparisons. Also, Brett Favre had had shown some decline in Green Bay, and then at least for the first, what, two-thirds of the season, he looked great again. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers, after two straight MVPs, uh, he showed some decline last year. Are you expecting – well, first of all, give me, give me your thoughts on the similarities and the differences. Yeah. And are you expecting him to bounce back, if you call it that, and have a big year for the Jets? Yeah, I think the similarities are obvious, right? The Packers, great Hall of Fame quarterback. uh, Things went south with Green Bay, comes here. The differences, though, are this. With the Brett Favre trade did not even happen. He wasn't even on the team now, 15 years ago. That happened in August. Right. Um, So it happened in the middle of training camp. They basically had to – they had Chad Pennington. They had been planning on him. They basically had to throw out their entire offense and reinvent an offense in the middle of August around Brett Favre. So this – Rogers thing was obviously he felt like it took forever right but it, it's been they they knew he was coming from March it happened in April officially they had an entire spring to work out the kinks they hired his former offensive coordinator they brought in Alan Lazard they brought in Randall Cobb like they they there's enough structure around him where this isn't like oh my god he's he's gonna start all over they, they this is there's a lot more structure around him than Favre had, a lot more familiarity. Um, and it's even, I think, the Tom Brady situation in Tampa Bay is the other comparable situation. But this is even more so than that, right? Brady went with a whole new coaching staff he didn't know. Right. He did bring Gronk with him. 
But, you know, the Nathaniel Hackett piece of this can't be underestimated. Like this guy was, his, you know, was the offense coordinator for three years. They work together. They, they have a really strong relationship. Hackett knows what he likes and what he doesn't. And, you know, they're not shy. They're like Alan Lazard just said yesterday, this is the Aaron Rodgers offense. They're going to build the offense around Aaron and what he wants. Right. So I think that's the biggest difference between the Favre year and this year. You know, um, obviously Aaron Rodgers goes like Brett Favre did from the, the smallest media market to the biggest media market. Yep. In the last couple of years, especially, it seems like Rodgers has had some friction with the media, especially, the, I guess, the national media more in Green Bay. Yeah. A lot of that was tied into COVID and the vaccinations and all that stuff, which is at this point, you know, not a factor. But how have you found him so far? And do you think he will have a hard time dealing if there are struggles with a New York media that's obviously a lot tougher than he's used to? Yeah, he's been great so far, Adam. He's been phenomenal. I mean, he talked to us again yesterday, 15 minutes, you walk away, like such thoughtful answers. There's so much to right off of it it's incredible and he's been great you know just embracing trying to get to know us and he he acknowledged we're we're human beings which guys don't always do and so he's you know one of the beat writers had a baby he congratulated them yesterday like i just was like hi this guy's on top of things you know he he really knows and um in terms of the new york media i I think i don't think the friction is going to be with the beat writers per se like people always ask me uh, like you know what the New York media, what's different. So what's different is, right, so yesterday, uh, I guess, so two days ago, the Yankees played the Angels, right? Carlos Rodon, the big yeah. free agent signing, bombed, and he blew a kiss to the fans. Right. Our back page was kiss ass. Right. Okay? That doesn't happen in Green Bay. No. <laughs> There's not a headline like that in Green Bay. There's not a headline right. like that in Jacksonville. So the kind of the back page is a difference between other areas. And then the other big difference is if he goes and has dinner in the city with his girlfriend, it's probably going to be in the paper. It's going to be on page six and on the, on the web. And so uh, he's got, I think, I feel like he's kind of had that a lot already because he's dated a lot of high profile women sure. and he's been, so he, he might be a little more used to that. In my experience, that's something that catches guys off guard. You know, the other, I, I should mention too, with Favre, the big difference, Favre didn't want to be here. Right. This was a stopgap for Favre to get to Minnesota because the Packers wouldn't trade him to Minnesota. So he went to the Jets for a year. Then, like, like I genuinely think Aaron Rodgers wants to be here. Uh, I think he wants to, he likes Hackett. I think he likes the idea of playing in New York, which was something Favre didn't do. He talked about the other day. He's, he's walking around Manhattan. He went one day and just walked around Manhattan just to right. feel the city. And, like, you know, Brett Favre was on a farm hunting all the time. <laughs> he did not want to be in New York City. Right. So, uh, I genuinely think the guy wants to be here, and, and so I, I don't think he's going to be too affected. Um, you know, if look if things go south and the season goes bad, it always gets rough for anybody. But sure. I, I don't think he's going to be like you know overwhelmed by the New York media or anything. The wide receiving group that the Jets have put together for him, with what they had and what they've added, is pretty impressive. I mean, Garrett Wilson as a rookie, and it was exciting. I mean. You know, obviously, I've been covering Cleveland for a while, but I grew up in New York. I covered New York teams. I still pay attention. Uh, you know, we're used to Jets rookies often flopping, and it was the complete opposite last year. They had two rookies, that one rookie of the year. They were phenomenal. Garrett Wilson playing with no quarterbacks, basically, yeah, looked great. I, I'm, I'm expecting him to move into that elite group of wide receivers this year. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be a top 10 receiver by the end of this year. I think you, know, you see those lists right now that are coming out with Madden ratings. And, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's doing lists right now. I, he'll he'll be, I think, next year at this time, he'll be considered a top 10 receiver. He had 1,100 yards 
And you just said it. I mean, there was no quarterback play, right? He had three quarterbacks who all struggled to different degrees. And Adam, the, the one, the game that I, I like, I always point to with him. The last game of the season, they play in Miami. It's week 18. There's nothing to play for. Joe Flacco is at quarterback because they're scared of Zach Wilson. Mike White's hurt. And he's really the only guy on the field that's a threat. And Miami knows that. So they're, they're, they're covering him. He had nine catches. I think it was like nine catches for 89 yards, something like that. He was, he was like 48% of their offense. They had nothing else. They, they had no offensive linemen. He just was like a one man gang that day. And, yeah. You know, it's a kind of a nondescript loss. He didn't have 100 yards, but it was just so impressive to me. And I, he's just – he works hard. He's got a good – he's got a good attitude. I, I just think – I think he's going to be incredible with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. You know, you talk about having nothing else. Part of the reason they had nothing else is because of Brees Hall's injury, right? Yeah. Uh, this guy, you know, especially with, a, with an old quarterback, you want to be a balanced offense. This guy, you know, before he got hurt, looked like uh, we got the next superstar back in the league. I mean, he looked special. Obviously, coming off an injury, you never know. A lot of times it takes a couple of years. Maybe, you know, maybe he's not yep. great again until next year. What's his status? Because obviously he's an important part of what they want to do this year. Yeah, he's not practicing right now. He's on the pup list. Uh, you know, I've seen him running on the side. He's running straight line. Uh, Robert Sala said yesterday that he he reached 23 miles per hour. You know, they have the GPS chips on them. To, to, so mm. he's obviously he's doing that. It's cutting. Like, when can he start cutting and and doing that? They're, they're saying week one. They're hoping for week one. They've been positive about that. We'll see. Uh, you know, the Jets have this extra week of training camp. So week one is a far, far away right now. Right. But I think, you know, I think ideally they'd like to get him practicing toward the end of training camp and then, you know, ramp him up for week one. But you said it. You never know off of an ACL how long it's going to take. And, you know, I think it'll at least be half a season before we see him emerge like look like what he looked like at the beginning of last year and it might even be a year so they they have to be prepared for that every time i see videos of you guys talking with quinn and williams it seems like the guy's the nicest guy in the world and he's a superstar <laughs> player is, is he really that that nice as it seems he's a nice guy yeah he doesn't yeah. love interacting with the media okay <laughs> so he's, he's always laughs seeing all these he, videos of him joking yeah, or saying he, funny things he kind of laughs at our questions yeah. a lot yeah, yeah but he's i mean he's loved in the building also yeah. it doesn't matter really how what they what people <laughs> think of the media he he loves he's loved in the building he won their good the, the building the jets organization gives right. a good guy award he won it last year yeah. and that's you know i see him how well he treats people in the locker room the staff uh, he treats, you know, I see him with media relations people. No. Yeah, he's he's genuinely a good guy, and you, you got to be happy when you see a guy like that rewarded because he he, you know, the Jets have had such messy situations through the years, and this was a guy who he could have squawked after year three about the money, and he didn't. He just said he'll take care of itself, and he went out there and he played his ass off last season, had a great yeah. year. And, you know, that that was it wasn't like Jamal Adams situation a few years ago where it was right. like he was screaming about the money. Quinn just went out and played and uh, and now he's you know got a nice contract. You got to be happy for him. You know, uh, earlier this week, I did my AFC North preview. And I, part of that, I was talking about, you know, what's the better division, the AFC North and the AFC East, because I think they're the two best divisions of football. I think it's very close. I guess we'll find mm -hmm. out at the end of the year. Um you look at the other teams, obviously Buffalo has been leading the way in this division since Tom Brady left New England. Uh, are do you, do you look at them still as the team to beat in this division, at least going in? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, look, they, they've established themselves as a perennial playoff team. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in football. You just start there. 
right? Yeah. And then they've had good defense. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Stephon Diggs, that whole situation, but he's obviously a very good receiver. They're well coached. Um, we know that. So yeah, I, I think, you know, they're 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 the they're the favorites until someone proves otherwise. And it's gonna be great week one. Monday night football is gonna be incredible, Jets Bills. I mean, I, that's gonna be the most anticipated season opener I, you know, that I can remember for the Jets. So that should be a lot of fun. And, you know, we'll see if they can not, they, the Jets can knock them off or the Dolphins can knock them off. I think the right. Dolphins have a really good team too. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are fascinating because we all know like early in the year, they got these two speed demon wide receivers who yeah. are great. You know, Tua was looking really good in the beginning of the season. Then he gets all the concussions, that ugly play against the Bengals where he looks like a rag doll. Like I, I it, it's, you know, I say the Jets have the biggest variance in the East, but I, I think the Dolphins variance is pretty big too. Yeah. Based on how things go with Tua. What's your expectation yep. for them? Yeah, no, it's all about, can they keep Tua upright? To yeah. me? You know, their defense is great. Their defense is, has, is really solid on every level, um, you know, but it's going to be about keeping Tua healthy. And now Mike White is down there, the old Jets quarterback. He's the backup, and yeah. Mike White's a nice backup, and he can get you through a few weeks, but if he can't get you through 12 weeks, right? So if they, there's an injury like that, they're in trouble. Um, so, yeah, it's it's Tua, Tua is fascinating, right? Because, so, like, it was – from that game in Al- at Alabama, <laughs> right? All the hype and everything and tank yep. for Tua. And now, you know, he showed it last year when he was healthy, how good he can be. Uh, they just got to keep him upright. As for the Patriots, I, I, there's a lot of people think the Patriots are pretty good. I am not one of them. I think they're going to be under 500 this year. I personally think Mac Jones stinks. I, I, I don't think he's a starting NFL quarterback, or if he is, he's, you know, one of the ones at the bottom of the list that, you, that you're, you start because you got no other options. Uh, d- agree or disagree on the Patriots? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be good. Um, you know, obviously the Belichick factor is there. He's a great coach. They they do have some – they do have good pieces on defense. But I'm not a Mac Jones um, firm believer. I, I'm not ready to rule him out yet. I'd like – you know, it's one of these situations where you'd like to see him with some players around him, some better talent. Bill O'Brien's going to help. Uh, he doesn't have Matt Patricia calling plays now. That, that's going to help him. He'll be better there. So, you know, I don't think they're going to – Patriots will be terrible. If you're telling me under 500 and you're saying seven and ten, like I'd buy that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they're ever gonna. I don't think they're ever gonna be a three or four win team no, or anything like no, that. No, so no, it's definitely. gonna be. But yeah, it's. I mean, look, someone has to be down at the bottom of this division. Not everyone's right. not gonna be have a great record. So, um, just looking at the Patriots on paper, their offense, I think that leaves a lot to be desired. Brian, let's wrap it up with this. The uh, the expectations are as high for the Jets as they've been in a long time. They should be really good. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers still plays at an MVP level, there's no reason they, they can't be as good as almost any team in the AFC. But, you know, I, I saw yesterday, I can't remember who said it, the, the, the expectations, like AFC championship or bust. Well, you're in an AFC with Kansas City. Yeah. You're in an AFC with Cincinnati. You're in an AFC with, you're in an AFC East with Buffalo. We know Baltimore's still dangerous. Jacksonville's coming up. The AFC right now is arguably as good as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So... How do you how do you deal with that as like a, a fa- if you're a, you know as a Jet fan it's like well we expect to be great but there's already a bunch of teams that are great they yeah could, they could they could go to the Super Bowl if, if Aaron Rodgers is great but they could lose in the first round they might not even make the playoffs it's possible yeah I think you know people have said what's a successful season yeah the playoffs are a successful season for this team they haven't made the playoffs since 2010 yeah. it's the longest yeah. drought it's the longest drought in sports. Yep. You know, their their playoff I joke, their playoff drought's about to hit puberty. That's how long it's been. So right. <laughs> so they 
you can't go, oh my God, if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, it's a failure. No, like that that's a success. Now look, in the moment, it's gonna sure. get the expectations are gonna change. Because all you have to do is look back to last year. The beginning of the season, Zach Wilson's second year it was okay. If they can win six or seven games, that's an improvement. And then then it was they get out to this great start. Uh, and they, they, I think they were six and three or six and four, and it was like, okay, we're going to the playoffs, and then they collapsed, and and it was a disappointing season. But you know, it, it, from fifty thousand feet, seven and ten was an improvement from where they've been. So I, I know, like, if the, if they get out to a three and zero start or something, people are going to go crazy and think it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But I think if you look at it, take a really long, long look and look at the long view of this. If they make the playoffs this year, that's a success, and. Uh, whatever happens in the ha- playoffs happens. Like you said, there's just, there's a ton of good teams. And I don't put the Jets in that category with the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals yet. They have to prove it to be in that category. Right. Uh, there's questions. Offensive line's a question mark to me. You know, what it, Brees Hall is a question mark. There, there's questions on this team. Uh, safety's a question mark. So we, we need to see it. I, I'm not putting them in the you know Super Bowl favorite category just yet. I know that's the rational answer, but you as you said, you know Joe Beningo, oh, yeah. Evan <laughs> Roberts. Uh, yes. got, if the Jets make the playoffs, it's not going to be just good. Well, They're going to lose it if they lose. <laughs> here's how smart Robert Sala is. If you ever had any question, yeah. he played golf with Joe Beningo last week. <laughs> and, now, and now Joe is like, oh, my God, this guy's the greatest. Yeah, this guy's smart. awesome. And I was like, wow, if only Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini, Rex Ryan, you know, Todd Bowles, if they only knew that this was the secret. Just go play around the golf with Joe and it'll lay off you, you know? It, it's very smart. When Pat Shermer was in Cleveland, after his first year, we were killing him. And he invited me to his office. Me and my radio partner invited us. We sat with him for like two hours. And, and then after, I, I still ripped him. But I, I, I felt bad about it at least <laughs> when, when I ripped him. Last thing, I just got to hit on this real quick. With yes. hard knocks, I was a little concerned. Robert Sala and the Jets seemed so uptight about the hard knocks. It seemed weird to me. Like almost they were worried about it being a distraction. But I think their complaints about it so much maybe could make it a distraction. Are they kind of over that or are yeah. they done complaining at this point? Yeah, they're over it. If you saw Robert Sala yeah. came to his press conference yesterday and I, I love HK yeah. shirt on and they, they're, they're fine. A lot of that Adam was posturing. They were trying to push the NFL sure. into somewhere else. Yeah. I think once the NFL said like, sorry, you got it. Yeah. The Jets went into, okay, how do we make the best of this mode? And I think they've worked with NFL films to come to kind of a middle ground of like what can be shot and what can't right. they're, they're all over the place we saw them yesterday um but even rogers yesterday kind of they're kind of saying okay this is a chance for the world to see our, our brand and see right. us and see what we're doing you know I, I i don't think it's gonna be a distraction uh for them at all i thought that was silly i i get the concern about what players being caught on camera get yeah. the concern about cameras in the meeting rooms you don't want to to be too invasive but i, I think it'll be fine yeah all right, I, I know when the when the uh, when Hard Knocks was here in Cleveland, I was trying to get as much camera time as possible. Will you be doing the same thing? <laughs> no, I will not be doing the same. <laughs> I actually looked at it yesterday when we were asking questions; they were shooting us, and I was trying to hide behind people. <laughs> you know, yeah, I do. I don't want to be the breakout star of the summer. That's sure. <laughs> thanks, Brian. I appreciate. All right, it. thanks, Adam. All right, take care. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, great talking with Brian Costello from the New York Post. Gave you good insight. Uh, he mentioned it in the conversation. The Bills, until proven otherwise, are still the team team to beat. It's a tough division. It's a tough AFC top to bottom. Uh, I think you could at least make a case that every team in this division 
could make the playoffs. I don't I would not make a case for the Patriots. That's to me the difference in the end between the AFC North and the AFC East is I look at the North and I mentioned before I've got the the Bengals 1, Browns 2, Ravens 3, Steelers 4. In the AFC East I have the Bills 1, Jets 2, Dolphins 3, Patriots 4. I for me, I'm sure some people can make a case for the Patriots making the playoffs. I don't see it. I don't have any scenario. Now, I got the Steelers in last place in the North. I think, and I don't think they're making the playoffs either. But if you ask me who's more likely to make the playoffs, the Steelers or the the Patriots, I would go with the Steelers. Uh, And so there you go. Now, I mentioned I got the Browns as the two spot in the AFC North. I got the Jets, who in a lot of ways are similar to the Browns. We've talked about this a lot this offseason. Um, the the Browns went and got a quarterback, made a big trade. A year later, the Jets did. Both teams, 7-10 and 10 last year. Now, they got there in different ways. The Browns' season was kind of sunk in the beginning of the year when Deshaun Watson uh, was suspended. The Jets, got, as Brian just talked about, got off to that great start and then collapsed at the end. Not surprisingly, honestly, because I didn't think they were very good and they didn't have good quarterback play. So their seven and four record finished with a seven and ten record, a complete collapse. The Jets should be better. Aaron Rodgers should be good. Is he still going to play at a Hall of Fame level? I guess we'll find out. Will he get that rejuvenation that Brett Favre got? Will he got get that rejuvenation that Tom Brady got when he went to Tampa Bay? I thought Brian Costello made a great point, and I had forgotten this that when the Jets acquired Brett Favre, it was in August as opposed to whatever it was, April, I guess, or maybe maybe it was May by the time the Brown, the Jets got uh, Rodgers. But still, it was long before training camp. I had forgotten that Brett Favre wasn't acquired till August. I mean, it's 15 years. I hadn't remembered that. Uh, so that is a significant difference. Um, and he made the good point that it looks like Aaron Rodgers, unlike Brett Favre, has embraced playing in New York. So we've talked about the Jets here. What about the Bills? The Bills come off a 13-3 and season. Um, they had the second-best record in the AFC behind Kansas City. They felt they lost to Kansas – well, they, they beat Kansas City in the regular season. There's been some interesting rumblings this offseason with Stephon Diggs maybe unhappy. Um, who knows what that's all about. Uh, but they still have Josh Allen. They added a potential high-end tight end in Dalton Kincaid with their first-round pick. But, you know, I could see the Bills taking a half-step back this year. Um, I don't love their running game. Now, their running game is led by Josh Allen. He was second on the team in carries last year. I know he's a big guy. Just like with Lamar Jackson and other quarterbacks that run a lot, eventually it catches up with you. It does. Now, he doesn't run as much as as uh, Lamar Jackson, but he runs a lot. He probably Well, Lamar Jackson missed time last year, so he probably actually ran more than Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen, in five seasons in the league, has rushed the ball – 546 times 
That's a lot of rushing attempts. I'm going to compare that to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has run the ball in his five years uh, 727 times. So not, you know, and and I'm pretty sure uh, Josh Allen's played more games. Josh Allen has started 76 games. Lamar started 761. So if you look at attempts per game, uh, for the, uh, for, oh, here we go. In their career, Lamar Jackson's averaging 10.4 attempts per game. Josh Allen's averaging 7.1. So Lamar Jackson's running the ball three times more per game. But that's still a lot. A quarterback averaging seven rushing attempts per game. Again, Josh Allen, his overall is held up better. He's bigger. But no matter how big you are, I mean, we saw Cam Newton. Look at him. You know, he guy went over the cliff quickly. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year for Josh Allen, but the talent around him in terms of the skill position outside of Diggs doesn't blow you away like some of the other teams in the AFC. The Jets have better skill position talent than the Bills, especially if Brees Hall is healthy. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Miami's got better wide receivers overall. Now, when you look at Miami, I... My concern is two concerns. Well, uh, really more than two. But on Miami, obviously, we talked about the Tua situation. One concussion, he could be out of the league. And you look at their top two receivers, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, phenomenal. I mean, they're both absolute studs. Uh, Don't love their depth beyond that. But including uh, Braxton Berrios, who they picked up from the Jets. I also don't love their running game. Um, They've got a collection of guys. They did draft a kid in the third round. Maybe he ends up being the guy. But, you know, they have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., who both came over from San Francisco. They've had Miles Gant. They got a bunch of guys. They have no lead back. Uh, they don't have a good tight end situation. And the, the Dolphins, their their defense was 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 kind of up and down last year. I'm not as high on this team as some others are. I'm not a big believer in Tua. I'm concerned he's going to be able to stay healthy. Uh, and if he doesn't, to me, there's nothing special about Miami except for their top two receivers. That's how I see it. Um, You know, they got Jalen Ramsey. What is he at this point in his career? I think, I don't think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I I think the AFC East will have two playoffs. And the Patriots, I I think, are not very good. Now, Belichick will keep him in the mix because he's still a great coach. But. They don't have a very good quarterback. They have a, a, a Ramondre Stevenson's a tremendous young back. And they'll be solid defensively as they usually are. But I don't like I don't like much about their offense. Got some mediocre they love getting signing mediocre tight ends. They have nobody, you know, their best receivers, Juju Smith Schuster. They got Devontae Parker. These guys are you know, they're just guys. I think we've seen that. Uh, and I think Mac Jones stinks. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Or, he again, he's a starting quarterback that you're looking to replace. So, 
I've got the I, I still, even though I think the Bills take a half step back, I'll still pick them to win the division. I don't think they're gonna be as good, but it's gonna be close. I'm I'm hesitant to make the bold prediction of picking the Jets to win the East because I'm a little concerned about Rodgers, and I'm very concerned about Brees Hall, and I don't love their running game without him. But if Brees Hall gets back to being the player he was early last season, early this season, and if Aaron Rodgers, you know, plays like the MVP he was in 2021 and 2020, the Jets could definitely win this East. And I think those two teams will make the playoffs, though. That's it. All right. Um, man, I, that, we got two division previews in. We'll we'll get to the AFC South and the AFC West next week, and then we'll get to the we'll start the NFC uh, divisions after that. Uh, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks to Brian Costello, of the New York Post, for joining me. Thanks for Monzo to Monzo for producing. Uh, you've been listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.